Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Welcome to another week. Uh, it's going to be a good week. I can tell. We got some fun stuff going on this week. Tomorrow at uh, noon Pacific, that's three o'clock Eastern, we got an Ask Me Anything featuring Matthew Hanks, Ask a Listing Specialist Anything. Those of you guys who've been building your listing business, uh, jump on that tomorrow. We'll drop a link in the chat so you can register for that one. But today, be honest, it's like almost still your birthday. Does this count as your birthday? Yeah, you know, uh, Gemini's, we serve, our birthday is a birthday month, not birthday. It's not a day, it's a month. So technically, yeah. Awesome. But yeah, my, my birthday was yesterday. I love it. So, so yeah. today, what is the, uh, I, I got a guest with me. You can see me just kind of, kind of behind me today. You see, this is perfectly appropriate for the, uh, the, the topic today, Theodis. I saw it on the schedule. I'm like, oh, this is good because you had a birthday and it, you had a, an epic. If you guys didn't see Theodis's uh, Facebook post about his birthday, it was good. And it ties into our topic this morning, which is what you don't. Older. Absolutely. Uh, getting older versus getting better. Right. Getting older versus getting better. Now, just, just let that sit in for a little bit, right? Like, how, how many of us have said at some point, I'm getting old? Like, has anyone said that before? Like, I remember living with, I was raised by my grandmother. She brought me in when I was five years old. So um, she was in her late 50s. So by the time I was in high school, she was in her 70s. So when she said, you know, child, can you get that for me? I'm getting old. Like, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. You know, grandma's saying she's getting old, but as I start getting older, I start hearing younger people say the same thing. Like, you know, we have the grading system, you know, like you're in kindergarten and then you're in first grade, like those kindergartners, right? Then you're in, in junior high. And then, then when you're in high school, in ninth grade, you're, you don't even exist. But when you become a senior, it's like everyone else's opinions, like no one matters except the seniors. Then you go to then you go to college and this is whole. Then at some point we go from, you know, being young to starting to say we're getting old. Now, when does that happen? Does that happen when we start having kids? Does it happen when we uh, you know, I'm I don't know when it happens. But I know personally that I was guilty of having the mindset of I'm getting old. Uh, so today I'm going to share with you, there was uh, three people, three things that happened, and well, four people, things in my life that helped me change my narrative from getting old to getting better. Now, uh, first of all, just think, like, if we, what if we had the mindset of, you know, getting better versus getting old, because the way I see it right now, we use getting old as an excuse for underperforming. We, we use the, the term getting old as like, like it's a handicap. Like, no, you can't park in the handicap spot. You know, yeah, it's right there. Yeah, we're getting older, but that doesn't mean you have the privilege to, to you know, use the handicap spot. Stop. And, you know, I live with a 17-year-old, and I'm 47 now. My son is 17. I know for a fact 
I've gotten older because I don't look like that, right? He's young, he's handsome, he has muscles, he has all this energy, and uh, he's 17. So I'm okay with not being 17 anymore, but I'm not okay with saying I'm getting old. Now, my first experience with uh, realizing that, wait a minute, we can get better, is I did my first uh, half uh, marathon in my late 30s. I was a sprinter in high school, had no interest at all in doing uh you know, long distance running just because I couldn't handle being by myself in my head that long. And uh, my friend, my brother, Francois Simeon, introduced me to running. And he told me that running is a journey. So I accepted that. But in doing that, I realized that, wow, I just did something I've never done before in my life, in my late 30s. And then I went into uh, CrossFit and in CrossFit, you know, in my 40s, now I'm in my, my early 40s and I go into CrossFit and I'm thinking, I can't do this. I'm getting older. But then I seen a gentleman in there who's in his mid 50s getting it in like. Wait a minute, I can be 55 and do that like that's possible, like and, and then it, it started to change. And then when I did my first uh, uh, triathlon. I'm on the bike, doing the bike session, right? We're riding. This guy next to me, he's going faster. You know, I'm trying to beat him a little bit. And we're going back and forth, right? And then finally, he just just smashed off. And I'm just choking on the dust from his bike. And in triathlons, we we ride our ages on the back of our calf, right? So when he finally pulled away, I looked. The guy was 73. He was 73 years old. And I was like, oh, my God, when I grow up, I want to be just like you. Like, if you can do that at 73, my, I was like, Poof. like, wait a minute. This is what have I been telling myself all these years? Right. And then the final straw was my swim coach. He's lean in his early 60s. And uh, strong, fast, but lean, right? He wanted to show me how much force he generates on his, on his swim stroke. So in the pool, I'm 215 pounds at this time, right? He said, grab my ankles and I'm going to swim. And I want you to feel the force off my stroke. I felt like I was holding on to a turbine. It was like... <laughs> And that was literally the last straw when I was like, you know what, Theodis, you went 20 years smoking, smoking cigarettes, a pack a day, basically Al Bundy stunt double, stunt double on a couch, you know, just, you know, 20 years of that. But you know what? You still got a lot of life to live. So I, what I did is I started to um, just get consumed with the day-to-day process of getting better. Now, can, can we dive into that right there? Because that, to me, as you're saying it, I, I'm watching people's faces as they're listening. Getting consumed with the day-to-day process of getting together is a perfect way to phrase what I know about you and what I've seen, because I've known you for a long time too. Mm-hmm. That, so, so did it just start, and I'm sure you're going to go into this, but did it just start one day and like wh- what happened at first? Well, actually, it was uh, I have I keep 
certain pictures on my phone as a reminder of where I came from. And I remember uh, it was, I think, 2008, 2009. I saw, we sold like 98 homes. Best year ever in real estate during a recession. Most money I've ever made. But it, my, my health was horrible. I looked like crap. And I was probably on the, on the journey to have a stroke by 35. You know, burning the cattles on both ends, not eating right, eating whatever, and smoking a pack a day. Like, that's not a combination, a, a recipe to live, you know, to my old age. So seeing that photo actually start, you know, I started with the, uh, what's it, the in-house, like, workouts, Turbo Jam. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Turbo Jam, but it's it's pretty lightweight. But at the time, you know, I was doing some it was almost like aerobics. You might as well have Richard Simmons doing the class. And I was right there, like, you know, doing the uh, Saturday Night Fever to get my exercise. But it started with that, Jesse. You know, I, I saw that my health, my, my days were short if I didn't make a, a change like fast. But I also knew that it was going to take time to undo the, the programming that I had. I love it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the, you know, the concept of us, of, of, of us getting older versus getting better, just know father time is undefeated. Like there's, there's a beginning and, and there's an end there's, we can't change that at all. Right. So when we're, when we say we're getting older, yeah, we are, you know, 50s older, I mean, 50 is older than 49. And you know what I'm saying? Do the math. But the fact that if we change the narrative to getting better, like, what does that do for our lives? Like, for me, not only am I physically in the best, you know, shape of my entire life so far, you know, I have a goal to be an elite athlete by the time I'm 50. But I'm also better at managing my emotions. I'm also better with having a consistent positive attitude. I'm also better with showing compassion. I'm also not as selfish as I used to be when I was younger. It was all about me, like me first. Um, and one of my mentors actually explained to me that it's okay to be selfish. You know, We be selfish first, meaning take care of ourselves first, be selfish so we can be selfless. In that context, selfishness is good. But when it was just all about me, that was not a good look. So getting better, there's so many things we can get better at to enhance like, and offset the fact that, yes, we are getting older. That makes sense, Jess? 100%. And I love it. Yeah. So maybe it's because I did feel like I was getting older. This speaks to me personally, like ah, I'm getting better. <laughs> I like it. But I think even if you're on this call and you're, and you're, and you're, you know, I don't know if anyone's called straight out of like high school or college, but you're still, it's, it's all ages and ages and mindset, right? Mm -hmm. I love the reframe to you're getting better. Yeah. I mean, I definitely went through the stage where when my, when my wife was pregnant, when our first child, I even remember, you know, I blamed, I, I said, I gained some sympathy weight. Boo. I was just eating. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I did gain weight when my wife gained weight. My wife, my ankles got swollen and I uh, huddled under, you know, I slept with a pillow like my wife. And, you know, when I had the kids, I, I got the dad belly and I said it was better for the, the baby to sit on the belly and they can go to sleep on the belly. So I, I, I went through all that stuff with, you know, having kids and pushing the stroller and saying because of the kids, I can't work out. And, you know, my health started to go down. So I, I've been through all that. And I realized that, wow, all that, although it does take energy to be a family man, to be, a, you know, a new father and be present and provide for the family, that does not give us an excuse not to continue to evolve and continue to strive to be better at something. You know what I mean? Um, I'm just using exercise as a catalyst uh, because there's so many other things out there. You can go down the rabbit hole trying this program and that program and this program, this program later on top of it. To me, that gets way too overwhelming. So um, personally, I'm using exercise as a catalyst to, um, give me insight on what areas, other areas in my life I can enhance so I can continue to get better and not really worried about the fact that, yes, I'm one year older than I was last year. So I'm going to give, I gave you the three reasons that really, well, four reasons that inspired me to you know, change the narrative to um, from getting older to getting better. But now I'm just going to give you a couple of, uh, I guess you can call them life hacks or tips or things that you can keep close to you so that, um, you know, after this call, if you, you know, have some time to reflect and you ask yourself, you know, how much, how much have I been saying I'm getting older or how much I've been using getting older as an excuse to stop trying or to achieve a certain thing. And um, number one, I want you guys to write this down. Play more. <laughs> Play more. Like when did life become so serious? You know what I mean? When did things get so serious? I mean, I'm a survivor, but I've also recovered from uh, abuse caused by me and done to me. I've known a lot of people that's recovered from some, some horrific, traumatic events. And one thing that's in common is we smile and we continue to play. Seriously. I don't care where you're at in your business and all that stuff you got going on. If you if it's so serious, you can't play, then you wound way too tight. You know, what I mean, you're just way too tight. Like you just need to go and like do something silly, like fart or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, it, it's important to play. Um, number two, hang around positive people. I'm sure you've heard that before. But if you're one of those people that, you know, for lack of a better, one of those, uh, I won't say one of those, but if your glass tends to be half empty rather than half full, or you focus on, you know, what's going wrong before you focus on what's going right, practice hanging around, you know, people that are just positive. And I know sometimes it's uncomfortable because you're like, eh, wait, wait, why are you smiling? Why are you so freaking positive? But it's important. Because they say, you know, if you hang around the barbershop long enough, 
you will get a haircut. So that goes both ways, hanging around negative people and hanging around positive people, right? Um, number three, drink some freaking water <laughs> before you drink some coffee. I mean, think about it. If you're waking up, you don't drink any water, you have that coffee. I like mine black, but some people put a whole lot more in theirs. If we go throughout our whole day dehydrated, what does one of those like pork rinds look like? Isn't it like old and crackly and crunchy, right? So how do you expect to have nice skin if you're running around every day, burning a candle on both ends and you're not properly hydrated? So drink more water. Um, four, practice replacing one unhealthy food that you like with a healthier version that you do like. Just one thing. And this is, and I'm sharing it in like this because that's how I gradually got to where I'm at right now. I didn't just go and just change my whole diet, just empty out the refrigerator and go shop and be like, oh, my lifestyle has changed. No, it didn't happen. Well, what I did do is I started to um, go, you know what? I'm slowly eating bread less, right? To the point where it's now it's a treat, but I don't have to have it. And I also replaced uh, beets. I love steamed beets now. At first, when I started eating beets, it was an acquired taste. Um, but now what they do for me, what they do for my rest and heart rate, what they do for my endurance is amazing. And I like the, the organic beach rather than the supplements that you can go and get on the shelf. It's, it, there's something to, you know, the natural stuff. And then number five, don't forget to move. We are meant to move from an evolutionary standpoint. Like before we had all this technology, back when we were in caves, like we were part of a tribe. We, we were part of community. If you were stagnant, you weren't living, period. So just remember this, all this technology to Zoom, if we're in, we're sitting, even if you go to the gym, if you just don't, you don't have to like break records, but we have to move. We have to stimulate our nervous system. We have to get that vitality, you know, that helps us smile. You can't just smile if you're like flatlined. It's hard to smile when you're dehydrated, right? Um, and to, to go with moving is also, you know, it took me a while, but now I get, you know, seven and a half to eight hours sleep. And people say, how can you do that? Like, no, I'm so busy. Well, guess what? If you keep going without sleep, it's eventually going to catch up with you. It will eventually catch up, which it did for me. And it was almost like I went through uh, a low level depression because I went so long without any sleep and not properly hydrated. It was, it was really hard for me to, to, to get moving. It was really hard for me to, um, to smile. It was really hard for me to get excited about something. And I used to hear, you know, uh, people, you know, all these people talking about, you know, sleep is important. Well, they were right. <laughs> Sleep is important. So if you can't get eight, you're getting four, try five, try four and a half, then get to five. I was getting three and a half to four. So, so what time do you go to sleep now? Because I, I mean, I've seen you get up 
super early. I've been on calls with you super early. What time you go to sleep? Uh, I am a super lightweight now. So uh, my wife teases me all the time when I say, let's watch a movie. If the movie goes in at 8.30 and I have, I'm all ready to go, I'm out by 8.35, 8.40. Out. Just knocked out. And it's, and it's a beautiful thing because it took me, it took me a long time to be able to sleep because I had all this stuff going on in my head and just wouldn't sl- shut down. But because I get up early, you know, I have a, I literally have three days in one. I have my me time in the morning, then I have my work, then I have like this, this bonus time, you know, throughout the day. Then I have like some wrap up time and then you know, so it's like getting up early has created like, I don't know, a longer day for me, even though, even though I'm getting, I'm going to fall asleep at 830 to nine o'clock. Because it's just so much more, because if you think about it, if once you get, if you get up at eight, well, for me, when I got up at eight and then was ready to go by nine, the world has already been sticking and moving. So it's like all this stuff is happening and I got to tr- try to jump into that and plug into it. But what if I'm part of that first group, right? The momentum has already started and we're watching the people jump in. And, you know, sometimes when you're pl- trying to plug and play, you know, when you wake up late, you just, you're constantly, well, at least for me, I was constantly playing catch up. So rather than play catch up, I like to, uh, you know, be the one that's initiating the contact rather than receiving it. I love it. And then the, uh, the last part is, you know, the narratives, like as far as age, how do you feel about yourself? Like number six is, you know, what is your narrative like? Like if it supports getting better, keep it. But if you're telling yourself over, you know, that little voice saying, oh, I can't do this because I'm getting old, then call a 20 second timeout or call a full timeout, journal about it. Or just, you know, really sit with that. What does that mean for you? Because for me, it's like, there's so many ways we can make money. Like technology is cool. You know, I have, you know, mentors, business coaches, uh, you know, all these coaches and people that help me that do a lot of the thinking for me. So all I have to do is just follow the plan, right? Um, But what if we could... I guess what I'm saying is, you know, live in our lives in a way where money is the easy part. We can learn how to do that. We can do that. We can plug in, but ourselves, you know, and enjoying who we are and, and, and being and living a certain lifestyle, we only get one chance at this, you guys. You know, like I said, father time. There's a beginning and there's an end. The sun comes up. Then it goes down or comes up, goes down, whichever way you want to do it. And what do we do with our, with our 24 hours? Like we don't have to start getting old, even when, you know, technically we can say we're at an old age. I'm seeing people live like amazing lives, 70s, 80s, even in their 90s. And if, you know, I'm, you know I had a, a client, 30-year-old gentleman, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm getting old, bro. Yeah, man. I was like, huh? So my point is, let's continue to get better. 
let's continue to get better. Let's continue to find ways to enhance our life. And then when you when we get consumed about the daily process, the day-to-day, the journey of just incrementally getting better and improving, it don't really freaking matter how old we are. It really doesn't. Yeah. You know, it was funny when I saw this topic, I started Googling this morning. I'd seen someone on Facebook put a post up over the weekend too about uh, companies started by people in their later decades in life. I don't know if anyone's, I forget, I don't even know who shared the post, but I started Googling it. To me, that was super inspiring to see because it just helped me reframe it. There's this really cool, um, actually, I'll pop it up on the screen for a minute here. Uh, let's see here. I'll go back and share this with you guys. Oh, actually, it's not going to let me share it that quick, I don't think. Uh, let's see if I can do this. Yeah, whatever. I'll, I'll just talk you through it. But if you Google this later, I'll drop a link in the chat. There's so many people that we always hear about people on the low end of the spectrum, the, the entrepreneurs in their 20s, you know, the, the young tech, Steve Jobs and Bill Gates and Zuckerberg from Facebook and like all these people on the low end. But if you look at this uh, image I'm going to drop into the chat, there's just as many people in their 50s and 60s starting companies you've heard of. Mm-hmm. Nissan Motors, right? the company that became IBM, Estee Lauder. Like there's all these, these people are in their 50s. You, you know the story of Ray Kroc, right? Ray Kroc from McDonald's. And there's a whole thing with fast food, by the way. Uh, and, the, uh, and KFC, right? Who's a gentleman from KFC? Colonel Sanders. He didn't start KFC until his 60s. And you get, it's just a bell-shaped curve. And I love this reframe that it depends on where you're at in your life and what you're looking for. And getting better is more important than anything else than the number on the paper. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, to be like, I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm so grateful that I made it to 47. My mom passed away from multiple sclerosis in her late thirties. Right. So I've already outlived my mom and I've had other people who transitioned early in their lives before they were 40 years old. And, you know, I, I, there was a saying in our, in our family that, you know, diabetes, diabetes runs in the family. And then I even remember someone saying that, yeah, we have that diabetes gene. I'm like, what? Let me look this up, diabetes gene. Well, you know what we do have in common is our diet. And it was a lot of stuff that was not healthy that definitely, you know, inspired the, the, the diabetes to come and set into our bodies. So at 47 years old, uh, ex-smoker, alcoholic, a bunch of other stuff that, you know, I won't mention right now. At 47 years old, I'm in the position to uh, compete in three Ironman races this year. You know what I mean? And that started, wasn't yesterday, wasn't a year ago, wasn't two years ago. It started when I realized I had an opportunity to live and to get better. And it wasn't a hurry up thing. There's so much around immediate gratification in our society right now, I understood that if I put one foot in front of the other over time, eventually I'm going to get to a place that at one point I thought was impossible. That is it. How many of you is this exactly what you needed to hear this morning on this Monday, right? Ah, Dan put in the chat. So good. The honest. I love it. I don't know if you could say it any better than what you just summed it up because that's it. Do you you have any other final thoughts you want to leave people with? Because that was good. Well, I just challenge everyone, you know, let's, let's just go get better. Let's focus on getting better. Let's do our part, right? Forget the age part. Boo. That narrative, that story is just so like, it's worn out. It's tired. I don't even want to hear it, but getting better, 
you know, if you see, if you send me a message or, you know, post an agent power, power huddle, like something you got better at. Let's share those. Let's share those victories. All right. I love it, guys. It's the start of your week. Have a wonderful day. Good to all see right. you all. Don't forget our listing agent special. Ask a listing agent specialist anything. That, drop that link in the chat. If you guys joined us late, make sure you register for, a, for that for tomorrow. We're doing an Ask a Listing Agent Anything, noontime Pacific, 3 o'clock Eastern. And we're back here tomorrow morning with more Agent Power Huddle Tactical Tuesday. The is so good, dude. Good to see you. I don't, see you guys right. later. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.